0: Bhagavad Gita chapter five text twelve Yuktaha Karma Shanti Mapnoti Kamakarena one who, one who is engaged in devotional service karma phalam the results of all activities, activities. Tyatva. Giving, giving up shantim, shantim perfect, peace. perfect peace aapnoti, aapnoti achieves, achieves. nice taking unflinching. unflinching ayukta one who is not in Krishna consciousness, consciousness. kama for enjoying the result of work, phale, in, in the result, saptaha, saptaha. attached, yeah. nibaddhate, becomes, becomes entangled. You know, in this uh, verse, this word in Hindi, it is usually pronounced as phalam or phal but in sanskrit the f sound is not the phalam so in sanskrit there is whatever you see is what you get phale translation and purport by sdivangre sesibhaktivedamta swami shila prabhupada ki jaya translation the steadily devoted soul attains unadulterated peace Because he offers the result of all activities to me. Whereas a person who is not in union with the divine, who is greedy for the fruits of his labor, becomes entangled. Please repeat. The steadily devoted soul attains unadulterated peace because he offers the result of all activities to me. Whereas a person who is not in union with the divine, who is greedy for the fruits of his labor, becomes entangled. Purport The difference between a person in Krishna consciousness and a person in bodily consciousness is that the former is attached to Krishna, whereas the latter is attached. To the results of his activities. The person the person who is attached to Krishna and works for him only is certainly a liberated person and he has no anxiety over the results of his work. In the Bhagavatam, the cause of anxiety over the result of an activity is explained as being one's functioning in the conception of duality that is without knowledge of the absolute truth. Krishna is the Supreme Absolute Truth, the Personality of Godhead. In Krishna Consciousness there is no duality. All that exists is a product of Krishna's energy and Krishna is all good. Therefore activities in Krishna Consciousness are on the absolute plane. They are transcendental and have no material effect. One is therefore filled with peace in Krishna Consciousness. But one who is entangled in profit calculation, for sense gratification, cannot have that peace. This is the secret of Krishna consciousness. Realization that there is no existence besides Krishna, is the platform of peace and fearlessness. So Yuktaha Yuktaha and ayuktaha, two consequences are mentioned here, the consequences of one type of action and the consequences of another. Now both are actions, karma, karma phalam tyatva, shantim apno phale Saktonibadhyate. so yukta or ayukta. So what is yukta? Yukta means to be connected. Now it is translated here by Srila Prabhupada as one who is engaged in devotional service. So that is the actual connection that we have with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. We have to understand actually how we are connected to what we are connected. Now the problem is we all think we are connected to our family or our the relationships relationships that we make in this world. We connect ourselves with people through relationships maybe the kids can go upstairs and play you know you can, all kids can the kids can go upstairs and play yeah. maybe one or two matajis can go and supervise them <clears throat> yuktaha means one who is engaged in devotional service So, our connection we are thinking that we are connected to our family, to our friends, to our enemies also, that is also a relationship. Enmity is also a relationship between two people. (laughs) We are connected with other people as enemies sometimes, So or colleagues, or whatever. But these relationships won't last, they are for a while. In fact, it is nicely said in the Bhagavatam, in the 11th canto, if I am not wrong, 17. You see this, 11, 17, 53. It means 11th canto, 17, chapter, 53rd verse. Putradharata bandhunam sangha mahapantha anudeham vyatyante. Viyantyate svapno nidranugo yatha The association of children, wife, relatives and friends is just like the brief meeting of travellers. With each change of body, one is separated from all such associates just as one loses the objects one possesses in a dream when the dream is over. So we may say, oh, this is not a dream, it's reality, you know. Sometimes they pinch themselves and see what it's reality. The problem is, the thing that you are pinching is also illusion. <laughs> the body is just a longer dream. It appears realit- real because it's just longer compared to that dream which we have in the night, which lasts a few seconds. But here, this lasts for a few years, maybe eighty to hundred years. That's all. But we, the soul, as it is explained in the second chapter of Bhagavad Gita, we are eternal. We have no beginning. We have no end. That is also explained. Najayate Mriyate Vakadasan Nayam Bhutva Bhavitavana Bhuya Ajonitya Shasvatoyam Purano Nahanyate Hanyamane Shari Re Nahanyate, see? For the soul there is neither birth nor death at any time. He has not come into being, does not come into being and will not come into being. He is unborn, eternal, ever existing and primeval. He is not slain when the body is slain. So we have never at any point come into existence. That's a little hard to imagine because everything that exists has a beginning somewhere in space and time. But. We'd, we have no such beginning in space and time. We have always been there. Hmm. Why is it difficult for us to imagine that? Because we have been used to birth and death over trillions of cycles in this material world. So much so that it is ingrained in us, that conception of beginning and end. Hmm. But here it is said that when the body is slain, the soul is not slain. Some people understand spirit to be some ghost. No, no, that is again different. Ghost is also, of course, a soul, but he is a sinful soul who cannot get another gross body immediately. When a person, I mean, ordinary course of life, after death, he must go into another birth immediately. But if he is very sinful, then he will not immediately get another birth, especially those who die prematurely. And of course, those who perform so many sinful activities. So they have to go, they have to remain in a ghostly body for many, many years before they can get. So what is a ghostly body? It's just another species, just like we have crocodiles, we have ants, we have cockroaches, we have dogs, cats. So ghost is another species. Ghosts have subtle bodies and we have subtle and gross bodies. So that's another topic for another day. But <clears throat> we are eternal. Our life here is very temporary. So, but we are thinking our yukta, our connection here in this world is to our family members and to extended family. Maybe my race, maybe my community, my language, people, you know, or um, my country, patriotism, you know, some freedom fighters, you know, the patriotic people according to bhagavatam it has not much value this patriotism Let's show you according to bhagavatam it is on the level of animals this is uh, spoken by krishna himself you know yasya atmabuddhih kunapetridhatuke Svadhi kalatradi shubhauma ijyadhi Yatirtha buddhi salilena karhichir Janeshwabhiknyesu sa eva gokharaha So, gokharaha, the last two words is Go means cow and khara means ass. So basically, um, signifying animal consciousness. Who has animal consciousness, although within a human body? Three types of, three kinds of activities if a human does, uh, he is considered an animal, although he is um, having a human body. Who is that? First, one who identifies his self as the inert body composed of mucus, bile and air. Hmm. And who assumes his wife and family are permanently his own. So, yesya atma buddhi, kunape, ke okay. Kunape means a bag. A bag, this body is compared with a bag of skin with uh, bones, flesh, and muscles, and blood, and mucus, and stool, and urine all inside. That's it. This is a bag, Kunape. There is a nice story of Ashtavakramuni in the Ramayana when he went to uh, <laughs> Janak Maharaj's uh, court. So, Janak Maharaj. You know, father of Mother Sita, he's one of the Mahajans and he announced a discussion of um, spiritual topics. So he invited all sages and saints and pundits and everybody. So they want to discuss, you know, about spiritual subject matters. So uh, the news went far inward and Ashtavakramani, he also heard it. So Ashtavakramani had a special um, bodily defect. He is um, bent in eight places in the body, his um, deformed body. But he was very, very learned. Of course, he's more of an impersonalist than a personalist. But um, he was a great sage. So everybody, all the pundits and everybody that was there, then um, Ashtavakramani entered the assembly. And because of his crooked body, he was walking in a you know, funny way. So everybody started laughing. Then he saw everybody laughing and he also started laughing. (laughs) Then everybody stopped. Why is he laughing? (laughs) He was laughing louder than them. (laughs) Then they asked him, why are you laughing? No, I thought I came into an assembly of um, pandits, but actually I came into an assembly of cobblers. That's why I was laughing. (laughs) So, so they don't understand. Janak Maharaj asked, what what do you mean cobblers? No, cobblers are only concerned with the skin. So, because you are also saying this external skin of mine and then uh, you are concerned about that, so I consider everybody here a cobbler. <laughs> so there is, um, in Bengali there are two words, Shuchi and Muchi. Shuchi means the clean, Muchi means the unclean and Shuchi is usually referred to the Brahmana. Brahman means not just those who are born in Brahman family, they are not Brahman. That is called Brahma Bandhu. There is a name for them. Brahma Bandhu. Son of a Brahmana or a descendant of a Brahmana or a relative of a Brahmana, friend of a Brahmana. Not Brahman. Brahmana. Like an engineer, software engineer's son is not born software engineer. He is a son of a software engineer. He may qualify himself as software engineer or he may become a cricketer. So, what he becomes as qualified, as qualification, that he is. Not according to birth, this is stupid system came into this uh, India with this caste system. Caste system is very scientific, based on merit, not based on this birth. So, anyway, um, Brahmanas are called Shuchi. They are clean because in thought, words, and action, they are clean. And how one becomes clean in thought, words, and action? Um, what is that verse we chant every day in the morning in the deity room? Omapavitra pavitrova sarvavastham gato piva yasmaret pundari kaksham sa abhyantara suchihi. So, bahya abhyantara means outside and inside we become purified. How? Yasmaret pundari kaksham when we remember Krishna. So, because they always remember Krishna, they become purified, suchi, and their behavior is also purified. Hmm. There are Everything is mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita. What are the qualifications of behavior for a Brahmana? If somebody is not behaving in this way, he is not a Brahman. He may be having thread or whatever. Doesn't matter. So, <clears throat> and Muchi means a cobbler. Because it's a very dirty job. You have to deal with, you know, skin of dead animals. Previously, now of course, they have these huge brands, leather brands, which uh, depend on animal killing slaughterhouses and they take the skins from there but previously they also used to use leather but they used to not kill the animals only when the animal dies by itself that skin they would take whenever an animal dies the cobblers will come and take the skin of the animal they will not kill the animal previously uh, <clears throat> but still it is dirty considered because you know you have to deal with the dead animal and you know, you have to do all that work So they are not very high placed in society. Suchi, Muchi. So Ashtavakaramanu said, I thought I came into a society of Suchi, but I ended up in a society of Muchi. So that's why he was laughing. (laughs) So in other words, we are thinking, the problem with us is we are thinking this bag is ourself. We are this, I am this body. I am a human being. I'm an Indian. I'm a man. I'm a woman. I'm an animal. Uh, this is actually animal consciousness. Because animal also is thinking that way. So, that is the first point. Who thinks himself as the inert body composed of mucus, bile and air. And who assumes his wife and family are permanently his own. This is also animal. Practically, nowadays everybody is thinking like that. Who thinks an earthen image or land of his birth is worshipable? This patriotism, motherland. Especially this is very fervent in India, patriotism. But it only means one thing. When you have so much affection for your own land, then you will have hate for another land. It's just it comes with it. It's two sides of the same coin. Only a devotee. That's why in the Shastras, the word is Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam means the entire world is one family. That is only possible in Krishna consciousness. Because Krishna says, I am the father of not just Indians or Hindus or you know, or, believer, or Vaishnavas, no, no, no. I am the father of all species of life. Not only on this earth, but every single planet of the universe and with the Beyond the universe, there are trillions of universes, as we get information from our scriptures. All of them, I am the father, Krishna says. So, a devotee will see family in that sense. He considers the whole world as one's family. And that's why he tries to help everyone. Whereas, an ordinary person, he would only help his family members. You See, that is the land of his birth as worshipable. Or who sees a place of pilgrimage, and this is number three now, who sees a place of pilgrimage as nearly the water there, go to Haridwar, takes Gangasnan, come back. That animal also can do. We are not saying we should not do that. We should do. But that's not the only ingredient in a pilgrimage. First of all, nowadays pilgrimage is a far forgotten word. Almost. People want to go... Tourist, tourism what is this some materialistic places this tourism is actually a, a product of atheism previously people used to travel to different places but for pilgrimage not for just sightseeing and enjoying senses no but now because they have god is not a priority they still travel but to all the so-called exotic locations and then gratify their senses So, but if even if one goes to pilgrimage, but if he only takes snan there and then does not meet with the sadhus and learn about spiritual life, then he's animal again. The whole point why we should go to pilgrimage because in a holy place there is a greater concentration of sadhus there. Just like if you go to a business meeting, and if you don't network with anybody there, why did you go there? You went to eat there and come back, or free meals. If there is a business conference, yeah, you don't want go there to you know you are expected to make some contact, some you know something to get some advice. That's why you go there. Or if you go to a, a sports club, you are you know expected to learn some cricket or badminton or soccer or whatever you are playing. If you are going there and chit chatting and coming back, or drinking water and coming back, or <laughs> go to the toilet and take shower and coming back. Is that a proper I mean is that the reason why you go to a particular place? But that's what people do when they go to pilgrimage. They go and take snar and come back. The whole point is because there are so many devotees there, take advantage of their association, hear something about our own spiritual life. Because the whole life we are wasting simply working and working and working day and night. And this is the I mean, of course, everybody is stuck in this kind of um, lifestyle but we have to look at it objectively. Actually where are we heading with our lives? See this is the um, this is it two? Oh two and three sorry. This is the domain of activities of all materialists. This is these are very strong words, but please bear with them because Truth has to be presented for everybody's benefit, although it may be a little bit hard to digest. So Shukadeva Goswami in the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam is saying, Nidraya hriyate naktam vyavayena chavavaya diva chartéha yarajan kotumbabenava. The lifetime of such an envious householder is passed at night, either in sleeping or in sex indulgence. And in the daytime, either in making money or maintaining family members. That's all. And a whole life. Our whole lives are made of days and nights, basically. All throughout life just busy with this. And when one has come to a stage of, say, you know, where he can retire or something, then he's busy with the grandchildren next episode, sequel, <laughs> until he dies and in this way one is just attached to this temporary family. Now you may ask what is wrong in that, you know, the wrong is that our attachment will determine our thought at the time of death and the thought at the time of death will depend uh, will determine our next body what we are going to take. If we are attached to these material things, we are going to take birth again as a material in the material world and very painful. We don't understand the pains of this material world. We take it for granted. Oh, life is beautiful, they say. Oh, Some quotes, you know, some people send every day morning, good morning quotes. Most irritating. They will send some picture, one flower and good morning. The morning becomes worst by saying those. I mean, what is the use of saying something like that? We can't wish for a good morning, wish for a happy New Year, wish for all these things without doing anything about it. How can I just sit down and wish that I will become a millionaire? Well, you don't want to become. Everything we have to work towards. Hmm. So at least send some thought about Krishna. Hmm. That is that will do some good. That will do highest good actually. Nishraya ah. So we. We always want good, but we don't work for it. We don't know how to get it. So we need to know. But first of all, we are doing something bad. We are wasting our time here. Just passing our lives in attachment, which will ultimately bring to our detriment. And at the end of life, if I think of anything, I mean, this is not my words. I mean, everything is there in the Bhagavad Gita, you see. Death is usually not, people don't want to talk about death. If you talk about death, oh, don't talk about it, it's inauspicious. As if our life is very auspicious, first of all. If we don't remember Krishna, it's all inauspicious, whole life is inauspicious. But death is actually an exam. We should not fear death. Hmm. We should understand actually what it is first. Because everybody is puzzled by what death is. Everybody cries. Hmm. Because don't understand what it is. Whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, O son of Kunti, that state he will attain without fail. And the previous verse And whoever at the end of life Quits his body, remembering me alone, at once attains my nature. Of this, there is no doubt. So, our, at the time of death, it's a great exam. It's our final exam. We have to prepare for that. And if we remember Krishna, then we're going back to him. If we remember anything else, we'll have to return to this material world and take take on such a body. Like Bharat Maharaj, the, you know, his. Um, He was a great king. In fact, the Bharatvarsh is named after him, Bharat Maharaj. And he, great king, he gave up his entire kingdom, undisputed kingdom over the entire planet. Previously, Bharat means the entire planet, Bharatvarsh. It became lesser and lesser and lesser and lesser and now only India is called Bharat. Even like 100 years ago, Pakistan and uh, Myanmar, everything was Bharat, cut, 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 and now only India. That will also go. Some China is contesting for some part of it. <laughs> in fact, it is said in the Bhagavatam that Kali Yuga, at the, by the end of Kali Yuga, only the tract of land along the Ganga river will be known as Bharat. Everything else will be different countries. And not big, big countries, very, very small. People don't have intelligence to maintain big countries anymore. The intelligence will go down so much in Kali Yuga. So. This Bharat Maharaj, he was a great king, but he gave up everything Uh, one day. And he went to the forest to meditate and to become perfect in self-realization. And as he was meditating on Krishna, uh, he saw this lion attacking a deer. And he is not a coward. He will not run away from a lion. He ran towards it to save the deer. But the lion already, the the deer was actually pregnant. with uh, almost at childbirth and in that fear the deer was running was leaping and actually gave birth and the the what is that fawn It is called right baby deer is called fawn right i think so so it fell down and then the lion ate the mother up and then the, the baby was there the deer fawn so he picked up out of compassion and he was very attached became very attached to the deer so much so that he was always worrying for its safety and whether is being attacked by any animals or whether it's night time, is he, is he nearby? So he was maintaining the deer so much and he forgot completely, you know, this completely his uh, spiritual practice. See, this is what happened. Ena kunaka retasmin krita nijabhimanasya Tat Poshana, Palana, Lalana, Prinana, Anudhyayana, Anudhyayanenatma, Niyamaha, Sahayamaha, Purusha, Paricharyadaya, Ekaikashaha, Kadipayenaharganena, Vyujyamana, Kilasarva, Evodasana. See what all he did. Gradually Maharaj Bharat became very affectionate toward the deer. He began to raise it and maintain it by giving it grass. He was very careful to protect it from the attacks of tigers and other animals. When it itched, he petted it. And in this way, he always tried to keep it in a comfortable condition. He sometimes kissed it out of love. Being attached to raising the deer, Maharaj Bharat forgot the rules and regulations for the advancement of spiritual life and he gradually forgot to worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead. After a few days, he forgot everything about his spiritual advancement. How great! He left the entire kingdom, the entire planet. Who meditate on Krishna and he got attached to an insignificant deer and he forgot everything. Now, if somebody if today's social media they see this, oh he was petting the deer and saving it from tigers and lions, oh how cute, he'll get millions of likes. You know, nowadays cat videos will get millions of likes. Now, yeah. But uh, Krishna doesn't care about the opinions of cats and dogs. He is seeing what are the, what is this person doing. Yamaraj also will not see whether you petted a deer, whether you saved a deer from a tiger, whether you're a big hero or what. No. You got attached to a deer, you become a deer. Next life, you became a deer. This Bharat Maharaj. You know? He actually became a deer. The story is there. And then after that, he remembered. By the grace of Krishna, he remembered his past life. Because he did some spiritual uh, you know, progress, Krishna made him remember. Then the deer was so uh, repenting. What did I do? Then he just went, went back to the same ashram and he was meditating on Krishna again and eating only leaves that have fallen down from the tree, not even taking from the tree. And in this way, he lived very simply and waited for the body to be finished. And once that body was finished, next birth he was born the son of a Brahmana. But this time, although he was very, very intelligent, nobody could match his intelligence. But from the very beginning of his birth, he behaved like an absolute fool, retard. That's why his name was called Jadbharat. He behaved like a dumb fool. Somebody who is mentally retarded, so that nobody will take interest in him. He did not want any attention because he thought if I, you know, if everybody knows that I'm, you know, very intelligent or what, then the family will be very proud of me, and then they will find a girl, and again I will get entangled in the same things. I don't want. Behave, he behaved, preferred to be a dumb fool then he this time he made his life perfect and went back so in this way we have to understand that actually all these things that we are getting attached to are the silkworm you know like it weaves the cocoon and becomes trapped inside like that we are getting trapped inside all these things this attachment that's why it's called Maya Jal the network of Maya so we have to become Yuktaha today's verse Yuktaha, we have to get connected with Krishna, always think of him. Now, people, now we have said that oh, attachment is a cause of all bondage, but the thing is, the irony is that we can't be detached, that is our nature. Nowadays, you know, people have to sit in quarantine, alone, if they go somewhere. <laughs> it's hell for 14 days, wherever they are. Alone, it's, you know, you always want to do something, you know. at least phones are there nowadays to communicate. If that is also not there, there was an expe- experiment, you know, uh, f- I don't know, few decades ago actually they did this experiment, um, they deprived the sensory activities of people and see what they want to do, what they do. So they put different people in alone in rooms, completely without any light, completely dark and nothing inside there. And just kept them and observing them what they're doing so people stayed for two hours, three hours, five hours some people became restless after five six hours they became restless and you know started to you know feel what is there in the room or something became and then eventually by 12 hours, 14 hours many, many people actually came out they knocked on the door they came out after like eight hours, nine hours, 10 hours some people lasted 24 hours already becoming completely hysterical. And I think um, maximum they lasted for 48 hours and maybe a little more than that. The the last man out. And they become crazy. They were just becoming completely hysterical. They were hearing things which were not happening. Everything was just like going haywire. Hmm. So by nature, we are supposed to be interacting with others. We have to be attached to something. So the problem is we are attached to the wrong thing now. So when we say we talk about detachment, we talk about um, not being attached. It is not exactly not being attached. It is to be attached to Krishna. Once we get attached to Krishna, then automatically our attachment for temporary things will fade away. Some people are afraid. Some people say, Prabhu, that's why I don't want to take to Krishna. Because all my attachments will go. I will become disinterested in what I am doing. So that's why I don't want to take. Later when I you know become retired, that time I will take. Where is the assurance that we will retire? What if I die tomorrow, today? Where is the assurance? Why are we making plans as if we have eternal lives in this material world? Mm, we have to understand the very fact that death can come at any time. And we have to wake up to that reality, not hide it under, hide it in the closet or under the carpet. Oh don't don't talk about that, don't talk about death. In New Year, you mm-hmm. know, don't talk about death. So, we have to understand it. It will come. It will not wait for whether it's new year or old year. It will come at any time. So, we have to understand what exactly it is so that we know how to deal with it. And we have to prepare for it. Death is not just an event. Yeah, in one sense it's an event. It happens in a split second. But then after that, there is a journey after that. The thing is we don't believe. We don't believe. It's foolishness actually not to... Understand that there is afterlife. Foolish. How if there is no reincarnation, then why? Why are there so many species of life? What gives rise to so many species? What is the cause? One man is poor, one man is rich. Why? The only answer is karma. And karma means he has acted and based on his actions he has given a body. If he has acted before he was born, that means he was present before he was born. He was living before he was born. That means there was previous life. If you negate that, if you think, oh no, there is no previous life, next life, no. Then you explain now how these different varieties came about. What is the cause? There is no other answer. The scientists say, oh, by chance, by chance. That is the most stupid answer. When you don't know the answer, then there is a chance. Nothing is by chance or accident. There is no such thing as an accident. Even the so called thing we call it an accident, it is not an accident. Everything is planned. Mm. But because we do not know how things are working, it appears an accident. Mm. Like you know, like ants, you know, they are walking in some line, and then if you go and then brush aside some ants and they fall over the w- window and then. For them, it's an accident, or oh, something happened, and we fell down. But it was not an accident. You know it, because you did it. <laughs> it was a plan. So they don't see the, the our work. Just like that. The demigods, the devatas, under the order of Krishna, they are doing things which we can't see. But there's no such thing as an accident. Um, so everything is planned. <laughs> planned accident. <laughs> if it's not, if it's planned, it's not an accident. If it's an accident, it's not planned. So, we call it accident because we don't know the plan. That's the only thing. We are ignorant of the plan. So, when the scientists say it's all by accident, it's all by chance, it's all by some... what is that... Um, uh, survival of the fittest, whatever they say. No, no, no. It's not so meaningless. It's full of meaning. There is, so, there's a full plan and full execution of going on. Full systematic arrangement. Karmana, Daivanethrena, Jantur, Deho, Papatthaye. So we have to understand the, those mechanics of life and death and then do what we need to do with our life. Our, the only thing we need to do is connect back with God. The reason why we are suffering in this world is because we have disconnected from Him and as long as we remain disconnected from Krishna, ayuktah, then we will work in kamakarena, in today's words, ayuktah kamakarena, phale sakto Nibadhate. we perform actions to get the fruits of those actions and that will cause us to be remain and to remain in this material world so we have to act how we have to act that is explained also in bhagavad gita yajnyarthakarmano lokoyam tadartham mukta sanga samachara. Chapter 3, text 9 of Bhagavad Gita. Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work causes bondage in this material world. Therefore, O son of Kunti, perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction and in that way you will always remain free from bondage. So how to do for his satisfaction? Everything. Some people think, Oh, I'm... You know, they'll put one in the office. They'll put a Krishna picture or... Sometimes the devata whatever, they they, take blessing and start their work, start their work and then when the salary comes, they put it in their pocket. That is not offering anything to Krishna. See, what is today's verse? Again, karma phalam yuktam, karma phalam chattva. Karma phal, what is the fruit of our work? Why are we working? For the salary, you may say job satisfaction. Oh, I have job satisfaction Prabhu, I am not only working for salary, I am just, I am satisfied with my job. Yeah, you take out the salary, you will be satisfied or not? (laughs) Because there is a necessity to be fulfilled. So, karma phalam, the main thing is the salary. Even if you don't like, many people actually hate their job. (laughs) But they have to be there, because karma Palam is there hmm. but tatva how to give up now how can i work and then give up the salary so of course that is not practical right so krishna also doesn't suggest something impractical so what he is saying is contribute some of that to krishna pranaya arthaidhya vacha these four things are there everybody has our life our wealth our intelligence and our words Everything should be used for Krishna's service. Karma phalam tattva. So, some of the earnings we have to give to the Krishna consciousness movement. See, basically, we have to further the mission or we have to serve the mission of Krishna. Now, for example, Arjuna. Arjuna, he was a warrior. His skill was that. Now, he was meant to, he was, the whole Bhagavad Gita is to convince him to use that skill of his in Krishna's service. That was the whole point of Bhagavad Gita. You are a warrior, you fight. You fight for my sake. You see in the 9th chapter. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you offer or give away, and whatever austerities you perform, do that, O oh son of Kunti, as an offering to me. Even if you want to give away charity, give to Krishna. You I ask Krishna why he needs charity. Hmm? Why does he need charity? He is the owner of everything. And Krishna is saying, you give to me. Whatever you give away, you do as an offering to me. Oh, Then they say, oh, Manav Seva is of Seva. That is not anywhere in the Shastra, there is somebody who created. Man created that idea. No, in fact, the other way is true. madhav seva is manav seva. If you do serve Krishna, then it is actual service for mankind. Now, people think, oh, we must give to the poor. You give to the poor, what will happen? Are you really helping him? The real help. First of all, you must understand the root cause of his suffering. He is suffering because of some karmic reaction from the past. Now, how to mitigate it is not oh this is karma let him suffer. No, yes we have to do something about it right, but what how it is to be done? These are two, in, two things and always anything the intention and the actual method. Just having a good intent is not enough, we have to know how to help. Like if I if somebody is drowning in the water, if I do not know how to swim myself, but I have a good intention, I jump into the water to help that person. My heart does not allow him to I allow to see him uh, dying in the water. So, I have a good intention, I want to really help him. I jump into the water to somehow save him. I'm not gonna, I am not going to, I do not know how to do it, but I am just r- jumping. What happens? Next day, newspaper two people died in the water. <laughs> Instead of one, two died. <laughs> because I did not know how to do it, just having a good intent is not enough. We have to have the knowledge how to do it, how to do good. People do not know how to do good. That is the biggest problem here in the world. They open big, big charities and big, big hospitals, schools. That is not going to help any soul. It's not going to help anyone. It may help the body for a while. But the body is not the person. We have to help the soul. For example, we distribute prasadam. Now, that will satisfy the hunger of the poor man. But also it will advance him spiritually. It's not just ordinary food distribution. Yeah. And the real thing that actually is, need, needs to be spread is knowledge. Due to ignorance, people commit sinful activities. And due to sinful activities, they suffer the, all these reactions. And that's how there's suffering in this world. Because of forgetfulness of Krishna. Because of forgetfulness. Ayuktaha kamakarena. Uh, What is that? Nibadhyate. They become bound in this world. Phale sakto nibadhyate. They become bound in this world. So, that is happening ayuktaha is because of lack of knowledge. So, we have to spread knowledge. And knowledge means, yes Prabhu, I am opening schools. A PhD holder also will not know anything about who is he. So, that's not education there. What we are learning in the schools and colleges and universities and whatever it is, that's not education. That's livelihood. How to earn a living, that's all. But how to live a life? How to live our life? We are not learning anything about it. Who are we? What is actually life? We don't even know. We can't even define what is the difference between a different living body and a dead body. Oh, the heart has stopped. Why, is it, why did the heart stop? Is that the answer? That's not a proper answer. If you answer, why... If there is a question, why did the car stop? Oh, because the engine stopped. Of course, everybody knows. Why did the engine stop? Now the driver stopped it. Driver got down the car. So it's the driver. It's not the engine stopping. That's why the car has stopped. Yes, of course, the engine. Why? Why did the engine stop? Similarly, our body is so-called. We say it is living now. We are living. We are always living. We are never dead. You know. And when we say somebody died, he did not die and the body is always dead, even now it is dead, <clears throat> the body is now also dead, you know, you don't know? So, how to understand this, now if I, now we are wearing clothes, Now this shirt you have worn came all the way from home to this temple, it came but is it alive? The shirt is not alive but it came, it moved, it is moving but it is not alive, it is dead but because you are wearing it, it is coming with you and when we take off the shirt and wear another one, now that shirt will not move, now we say oh this shirt is not moving. Of course, we don't say it is dead or living because we don't think that way. But actually, this Bhagavad Gita says, you see, samsi jīrnāni yathā vihāya Navāni grihanāti naroparāni Tathā sharīrāni vihāya jīrnāni Anyāni samyāti navāni dehī As a person puts on new garments, giving up old ones, the soul similarly accepts new material bodies, giving up the old and useless ones. So the body, we just like we change dresses, we are changing bodies, the soul. We are the Atma. And we are changing these bodies every time. So this body, we are saying, oh now it is alive and one day it will be dead. But actually it's always dead. It is just appearing alive, just like a car. It's a dead metal, whatever metal or whatever plastic or whatever together. It's a lump of dead things. But then it is moving very fast, like say a Ferrari or whatever. Why? Because it's a driver. Although however powerful engine it may have, without a driver it cannot move. Oh Prabhu, nowadays there are driverless cars. (laughs) You think without button anything can move? (laughs) There has to be a driver. Without that it will not move so there always has to be a person moving that dead thing and it appears alive see so our body is always dead it is a dress that's all it is and it appears alive because we are wearing just like a glove has five fingers and if i move my hand my glove also moves but the glove is not alive it's always so the atma never dies and the body never lives but we Because of our lack of knowledge, we think that we are the body and we are now living, and one day we will die. Or sometimes we think we don't die, we are invincible. Prabhu, I am Batman, I am the Spider Man. Whatever happens, I fall down from building or you know thrown away, I will not die. Some children are thinking like that also. So people especially in youth, especially in youth, nobody believes that he will die. Although he sees. Yeah, I mean Yudhishi Maharaj also said this. You know, Yamaraj once asked Yudhishtri Maharaj, what is the most wonderful thing the, within this world? Maharaj Yudhishi replied, in the Mahabharata. Ahanyahani Bhutani, Gachanti, Ha Yamalayam, Sesha, Sthavara, Michanti, Kimascharya Matapparam. Hundreds and thousands of living entities meet death at every moment. But a foolish living being nonetheless thinks himself deathless and does not prepare for death. This is the most wonderful thing in this world. Every day we are... Somebody dies, we are sending condolences. Oh, it's okay, you know. First of all, you are also in the same line, same queue. (laughs) We are also in the same queue. As if we are, you know, we are consoling someone. We are also in the same queue. Suppose you are in a queue where the the man in front is getting executed, cut, and then relative of that man is in that line, oh, sorry, sorry, it's okay, it's okay, you know, don't worry too much, you know, he's in the line, I am in the line, moving forward, forward. (laughs) and, you know, like, you know, when you go to this, um, you know, nowadays, uh, any service center or, you know, in immigration building, you sit there and wait for your queue number, and what is the Scrolling line that go goes on. Huh? Yeah, they say the Q number may not be in sequence. <laughs> so it's not that oh he is an old man, he died, I have a long way to go, I am still only you know ten years old. No 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 no. You may not be called in sequence. <laughs> Next, may, next, maybe I, I, may be the one. I don't know where I, am, I, I am in the queue. That's the problem. You know. So similarly, we, we don't know where we are in the, in the first place. What is happening to us? And we are consoling others. We are, you know, giving some encouragement. First of all, what is going on? We don't know. This is complete ignorance. Hmm. So we have to know first of all what is death, what is life, and yuktaha, karma phalam kethwa. We have to connect with Krishna. He is the eternal person and we are also eternal. As eternal as Him. Now we have to establish, re-establish that eternal will. It is already there. It is not that uh, Ayukta means we were disconnected from God. Actually, we are not disconnected from Him. Because the body that we have, who gave it? Prabhu, my mother and father. Mother and father did not know what was happening there. Mother only was carrying the weight and feeling the pain only. Other than that, nothing she knows. Who created inside? Who engineered the whole thing? So many network of, ner- of nerves, bones, muscles. I mean, so systematic. You think the mother had intelligence to do all that? No. No mortal can do it. Designed by Him. So, it is His property. So, every we actually cannot be disconnected from God. And even to maintain that body given by Him, we have to breathe the air we did not create. We may learn in chemistry, O2 and CO2 or trees give CO2 and uh, sorry, O2 and we give CO2 and then nature balance, all these things we learn. Who created all these things? Why should the Newton get the um, credit for Newton's laws? Did he make the apple fall down? No. He just found out that uh, why is apple falling down then he came up with the law of gravity. But well, who put that law in the first place? The law of gravity was existing <laughs> way before he was born. For millions of years it was existing. Well, who created the law? Why do we forget? I mean, why? who is the idiot who thinks that there is no God? Just, no, whoever does that actually is an idiot. So, we have to establish our real relationship. The thing which, although we have been atheists even, even if an, there is an atheist, to say that there is no God, he requires a tongue given by God. He did not create the tongue, he has also. And he is saying there is no God. <coughs> so, we have to re-establish and that happens with knowledge. In, from Krishna's side, there is no disconnection. He is taking care of us, even if we are in the worm, in the stool, in the cockroach, in the toilet also, he is taking care of us. He is giving us some stool as food so that we may live. He is taking care of us all the way. He is our most beloved friend. But we are the ungrateful rascals who have given up his association and don't care for him. Even if we do so-called puja just in you know, 5 minutes and then next to 23 hours, 55 minutes, do something else. There is no you know, connection. That is ayukta. Yukta means 24 hours thinking of Krishna. In fact, sahanistan mahachedram Sabo samohasa vi brahmaha Yanmohurtam Shanambapi Vasudevan Nachantayet. It is said here in Vishnu Purana. Show you. Even a small okay, let me just take that first. This is from the Vishnu Purana. you no? It's quoted in the Bhagavatam purport. Ah. You see, this verse, if even for a moment, remembrance of Vasudev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is missed, that is the greatest loss, that is the greatest illusion and that is the greatest anomaly. Even for a moment, (laughs) we are hardly remembering. If in our complete health, in our prime of health, in our pink of health, if you can't remember Krishna, What we will remember at the time of death? When everything gets disarranged, we don't even know. Maybe we will go into a coma. Who knows? How are we going to think of Krishna? if If in our pink of health, we can't remember him. So, we have to think, oh, I have to become more serious. That's why we have chanting. The best way to think of Krishna is, chant his name. This meditation all won't work. I'm telling you, frankly. That is for Satya Yuga. It is stated in the sastra. Kriteya Dhaito If anybody is doing meditation, stop it. Stop it, no use. Chant. Take beads. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare. hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare. Hare Nama Hare Nama Hare Nama Eva Kevalam. Kalau Nastyva. Nastyva Nastyva Gati In Kali Yuga, only Hari Nam, Harinam, Harinam, Harinam will work. Three times it is said and three times also it is repeated, nothing else will work, nothing else will work, nothing else will work. If we think anything else will work, that is our problem. We are just being illusioned, we just have to take the direction of the Shastras, Tasma Shastram Pramanamutta, and then simply follow and it's the easiest way to remember Krishna. I think there is a nice verse, no? 11.5.38, right? Purport. Agat Shitsmaranam Vishnur, Baha Yasena sa, Sadhyate, Oshtha Spandana Matrena, Kirtanam to Tatovaram. Let me see, take out. Hmm. This is from the Vaishnav Chintamani. Although capable of destroying all sins, the remembrance of Lord Vishnu is achieved only with extraordinary effort. Hmm? On the other hand, one may perform Krishna Kirtan simply by moving one's lips and thus this process is superior. We are all into shortcuts, cutting corners. Krishna is also giving us shortcut. One one person asked me many years ago, this is so easy to go. No, going to God cannot be so easy. It should not be so easy. Is it most difficult destination? So the path has to be difficult. Krishna has given it easy. Who are you to say? <laughs> he want to do something, you know. He want to, you know, do some big, big tapasya. First of all, he cannot do also. No, going to God should not be so easy, right? It's the most difficult thing. No, but Krishna, Krishna he can make it easy. Just by moving one's lips, one can have the complete benefit of meditating on Vishnu that people used to have in satsang. Then this process is superior. Why? With minimal effort, we are getting maximum returns. Why? Only a fool would not take this offer. Free. Mouth is free. I've already given to you. Tongue. Unless one is dumb. That is also cited, you know. Aakrishtekritacetasam sumanasam this It's a beautiful verse a chandala manuka lokasulabho vasyasya mukti sriyah nodikshyam na cha satkriyam na cha puras charyamana gikshate mantro yam rasana sprugeva phalate shri krishna naamatmaka the holy name of lord krishna is an attractive feature for many saintly liberal people it is the annihilator of all sinful reaction and is so powerful that save for the dumb who cannot chant it, it is readily available to everyone, including the lowest type of man, the chandala. The holy name of Krishna is the controller of the opulence of liberation and it is identical with Krishna. When a person simply chants the holy name with his tongue, immediate effects are produced. Chanting the holy name does not depend on initiation, pious activities or the or regulative principles generally observed before initiation. The holy name does not wait for any of these activities. It is self-sufficient. Of course, when one chants it without offence, yes, no initiation is required, no purashchari, nothing. But because people are usually addicted to so many material attachments and sinful habits, sometimes even in their minds, so therefore the initiation process is also described by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Yes, although the holy name is so powerful, because we are not chanting it purely, and therefore initiation, all these other purificatory rituals are also necessary. That's why they are in place. But you see the holy name, so powerful. Is readily available. Tongue is free. Everything is free. So we just have to open our mouth. Okay, <laughs> beads you have to buy. But how much investment is that? <laughs> now, if you want to go to India during this period, you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, but with just what total of fifteen dollars, you can go back to Vaikuntha. Bag, bead bag. I mean beads, mala, bag, and then the um, Sakshi mala. Together, you can go back to Vaikuntha. Why Why we should not take it? Some people, you know, they say, Prabhu, what is this, Bhagavad Gita? $20, $25, what is this? How much you spend for your education, I ask them always. How much you spend for your education? What is the use of your education? Huh? What are you doing with your education? Thousands of dollars you don't hesitate to spend. Here, $20 you can't spend. Prabhu, India, will get cheaper. You go back to India, no? Why know why you are working here. You want salary of Singapore, but price of India. Go back to India, what are you saying here? <laughs> of course, there will be transport costs and all these things. But the thing is, how even if we give our whole life to Krishna, it is still not enough payment for Bhagavad Gita. You know? Krishna has come here to save us from trillions and trillions of lifetimes of suffering. And even if we give our entire life, it is nowhere close to repayment. We are infinitely indebted to the Lord. Why should we think that, oh, this is sufficient or it is too much, Prabhu? Too much you are demanding? As if you are taking some commission or what? Nothing. Everything is going to Krishna and when your money goes to Krishna, how much purified? So, this is called yuptaha, karma phalam chatva. If you are too attached to that money, then it will definitely go in another way. If you don't give it to Krishna, it will definitely, Krishna will notice that because he is sitting in your heart, he is sitting in everybody's heart. You will notice. Oh! Okay. This money is not meant for you. It has to go. Instead of giving it to me, you decided not to give it to me. Okay. Hospital bill or something. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying anything. I we're not cursing anybody, but so many examples. I'm actually speaking out of experience. So many devotees told me this. I also myself also faced in the beginning. So, when we don't spend for Krishna, krishna will take 10 times more in another way he knows how to take that's why his name is another name is what hari hari means one who snatches away from you mrityu sarva at the time of death i will take everything away from you whatever you empire you created i will take everything away and put you in a dog body said all these things in the Bhagavad No, I'm not saying something uh, to scare people, no. 16th chapter 19th verse. Tanaham Dvishat Akrooran Samsaraeshu Naradhaman Naradham means who? Rascal, the lowest of men. He used very strong words, I mean. (laughs) Not our words. (laughs) Krishna has used these words. Kshipam Yajasram Asubhan Asurishwe Vahyoneshu those who are envious and mischievous, who are the lowest among men, I perpetually cast into the ocean of material existence into various demoniac species of life. So, why? Why we should undergo all this suffering? Therefore, we have to listen and nicely follow. And if you are not convinced, read books. We have enough books that your lifetime is not enough to finish these books Bhagavad Gita, Shrimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita. And Bhagavad Gita is not a book, or Srimad Bhagavatam, all these books are not books that you will understand once you read. No. Even if you read hundred times, you will find newer and newer understandings of these things. So you can never say that you have read them. Hmm. So there is so much nice philosophy and chanting Hare Krishna, nice prasadam, association with wonderful devotees. Why we should give this up? So please take it up and make your life successful. So I will end it here. Of course there is so much more to be spoken, but you know, we don't have so much time. I don't know if there any, if you have any questions or comments, you can ask. Again, voice is low. Why? Any questions? Uh, So, so there are uh, so many religions that exist in this world. Under Krishna consciousness, we we learn that uh, Krishna is superior, and, and uh, uh, so what? How do we see tolerance to other religions under Krishna consciousness? So first of all, you have to understand that religion is only one. There is no different religions at all. Religion means it is defined in the Bhagavadam. See, how many lectures Prabhupada gave on this one verse. Here. <laughs> the supreme occupation dharma for all humanity is that by which men can attain to loving devotional service under the transcendent Lord. Such devotional service must be unmotivated and uninterrupted to a completely satisfy the self. So we have to become devotees of God. Now he may be called Krishna or Allah or you know so many names. he has millions of names, Namna, Makariba, Sarva, this. millions of names he has. So it is the same God who everybody is worshiping huh? But the, the difference is here that people on different different levels there are you know. Just like a dictionary, it is said, Prabhupada gave this example, that a dictionary, the pocket dictionary is also a dictionary and the big dictionary is also a dictionary which has multi-volumes in the library. Both are called dictionaries, but one dictionary is more comprehensive in its knowledge and explanation than the other. So, in that way, our Vedas have extensive information about Krishna but ultimately the whole process is to if you see in, in Christianity for example hallowed be thy name thou art in heaven from dawn to dusk so you who are in you know, heaven means referring to God let your name be glorified now our singing also same Hare Krishna chant Hare Krishna Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Arunama kevalam but as in the um, Islam also there is namaz you know you have to do the prayers actually they are supposed to do 64 times a day real standard but then okay concession because people cannot do so five times that also people cannot do nowadays because of so much work so the thing is to remember god and to never forget him is actually religion it may assume many names nomenclatures but we have to see what is the aim of all that just like in this country you have to drive on the left side of the road if you go to philippines or america you have to drive on the right side of the road your steering will be on the other side. Now, te- it's a technical difference, but the, uh, I mean, overarching principle of traffic rules applies in both countries. The law of traffic, I mean, movement applies in all countries. Just that slight details may be different here and there. So we should we should not lose sight of that ultimate aim. Whether we come from this university or that university or this university, when one is qualified at, according to a particular degree. He is the holder of the degree, not the holder of the university or this or that. So what is the degree? What is the certification? The certification is to get love of God. If one has developed love of God, then he's, whatever he's, he has practiced has become fruitful. But if he has not attained that, then whatever he is doing is, you know, even if I have come from Oxford, if I don't know what I am doing, if I failed in the Oxford University, <laughs> Then I am not qualified as a whatever I have taken. You see? So, it depends on whether we have achieved. So, the symptoms are there of a person who has achieved love of God. If he, if one loves God, he will love everything that belongs to God also. And what does not belong to God? Everything belongs to Him. Just like a mother, she will take, the, take care of the toys of the child. She doesn't play with those toys, but why is she taking care? Her attraction is not for the toys, her attraction is for her child, but because the toys belong to the child, she keeps those toys also nicely and you know everything. So similarly, our affection for everybody should be through Krishna. In that way I should not, how can I harm someone? How can I kill someone? That's why even every religion also doesn't allow killing. Even in the commandments also theres there, 10 commandments of Christianity, thou shall not kill. Only the people are not following, whether it's Hindu Hinduism or Muslim or Christianity. Nowadays the thing is the following is the waning aspect. But if anybody follows anything sincerely, he will definitely advance. So this is the, and our Harinam Sankirtan, the Sankirtan Yagna is the highest expression of religion. What this chanting of Hare Krishna is the highest expression of religion. Hmm. Krishna is the perfect name for God why Krishna means all-attractive Krishna means all-attractive now if you call Almighty or if you call the enlightened all these are included in all-attractive why God is one a person who has six opulences according to Vishnu Puran. six opulences now, in this world, anybody who has any of those six opulences, even one of them, very, very minute quantity, he will become attractive, yes. he or she. What are those? Aishwaryasya, wealth. Samagrasya means complete wealth. He has everything in complete, infinite quantities. Aishwaryasya, samagrasya, viryasya, strength. If somebody is strong, like Bruce Lee, for example, oh, famous, whole, whole world knows him arnold schwarzenegger everybody knows strength or it may be political strength also anybody so then yashasa fame somebody who is fame famous he also becomes attractive like all these pop star movie stars then there is shriya somebody who is beautiful he also he or she becomes attractive and jnana one who has knowledge one who is knowledgeable he also becomes attractive then finally vairagya somebody who is renounced that person also becomes attractive People rever, renounce monks. Because they don't, it's not easy thing to do. There is natural respect. So, these are six attractive features, opulences that attract anybody. Even if a person has one of those six, he will attract. Now, God means he has all these six in infinite quantity. So, any other name, like for example, Allah. For example, Almighty, Creator. That might is one of those six, various. Mm-hmm. Buddha, enlightened one. Knowledge is one of the six. Jnana, you see. Like this, if you analyze every other name of God, it is highlighting one of these or few of these six aspects of God. But when we say Krishna, it includes all six. And is that's why irresistibly attractive. If one comes to know of these opulences of God, he is irresistibly attractive. Attractive. That's why he is called Krishna akarshan means attraction that word comes from the word krishna because attractive all attractive that's why we chant Hare krishna any other question there are a few questions i think in the live stream here um first just just as there is a material body, which is, which transmigrates, is there a spiritual body which is eternal and does not? Does a devotee get such a spiritual body in kingdom of God? So, yeah. Now, if we have learned that this body is a dress, so the question is whether we have a spiritual body. Yes, of course. This body is a dress, and dress is fashioned after a body, right? Now, your shirt has hands because you have hands. Right? So similarly. So if this body is a dress, we addressing who? The person, the soul. So he definitely has a body. You see? Next question, what is that? Why did Srila Prabhupada write easy journey to other planets at a time when USA and Russia were sending astronauts in space and age of space exploration had just started in the seventies? Unrelated question. I mean ask questions which are related to the class, you know. of course this is a topic, topic we can speak about, but I mean it's not related to the class, Ask relevant. why does a devotee doesn't consider himself a devotee, then what is his position, he is humble, out of humility doesn't consider himself devotee, okay, I think that's done, <laughs> okay any other questions? So, we'll stop here. Śrīmad-Bhagavad-gītā ki jāyai, prabhupada ki jāyai, Anantakoti-Vaishna-Vrind ki jāyai, Matāya